thank, we thank God for this evening too. Uh, many of the clergy we have in the 21st century are very popular among human beings and in the Christian cycles. I won't mention any name. But if they become popular and iniquity builds up in them, only God sees. And when iniquity builds up in them, they come out with some doctrines and some teachings which are corrupt, corrupt in the sense that the vital message of the gospel of Christ that we need to get or we need to be taught is siege. It doesn't come. It doesn't come. Ephesians 4, 20, 21. We must continue to pray for the 21st century church and pray for God for the kind of leadership that are humble, humble in the sense like, in the sense that they are prepared to learn and go, and go the Jesus Christ way. We shall look at the, what do you call it? The, 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 the humility of what? Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Many of our clergy and church leadership, they don't have it. But they think they are doing well. If they don't change and look at Christ eh, and his teaching, they will be shocked just to be told on the end, at the end, I don't know you by the Lord Jesus Christ. Ye that work at iniquity, I've explained it to you. That iniquity is the sin that brought the devil down. And what the grace of God within me has enabled me to understand about iniquity is that a personal interest, an agenda that built up within the individual against the interest and the will and the purpose of God. And you 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 are determined within to pursue it. Uh-huh. It's iniquity. It's iniquity. When it comes into you, God departs from you. The Spirit of Christ leaves you but you'll be left with the anointing. That was exactly what happened to the devil. That's why the devil can still perform what? Mera, kills, signs, and even what? Wonders. The spirit of Christ left him. The glory of God left him. The grace of God, what? Left him. And the word of God, what? Left him. That's why when Jesus Christ is teaching, he said, you don't have the word of God in you. You don't have the love of God in you. He said, I will give you the spirit of truth which the world cannot what, receive. So many are deceived. The anointing is working. Eloquency and ecclesiastical intellectualism and philosophical analysis of the Bible and public speech, they are skilled in it and you, you listen to it, you enjoy it. But their messages do not contain what? Christ. They are not preaching Jesus Christ. And it's producing personalities who are also devoid of the spirit of what? 
Christ and the word of God. Because when we preach Christ, that is where God honors his word. Ephesians. Ephesians 4, 20, 21. But ye have not so learned Christ. We did not learn Christ so. Uh-huh. If so be that ye have heard him. If we have heard him. We've heard of Christ. You see, the voice of God said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. So it is the responsibility of the clergy to drive the church and then the world with the spirit and the cry and then the, the, the word of Christ. They themselves must be possessors of the spirit and then the word of Christ and then use it to drive us as well. Uh-huh. So ye did not learn Christ so. Uh -huh. If so be that ye have heard him. If so be that we have heard him. And have been taught by him. And have been taught by him. As the truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in Jesus. So we can be taught in the name of Jesus Christ, but it will not be as the truth is in him. He's preaching, quoting the Bible, teaching all right. It's very interesting. I'll give you a practical example. But that is not the truth in world, in God. Look at Timothy, where he said, all scripture is given for what? I think it's 2 Timothy 3.16. I'll give you a practical example. Second Timothy three sixteen. Mm -hmm. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Uh huh. And it's profitable for doctrine. It's profitable for doctrine. And when you talk of doctrine, what is doctrine? Let's go quickly to First Timothy six three and four. So before even we move ahead. First Timothy 6, 3. So that if people say they know church doctrine, doctrine, we shall see if they, they, they have doctrine. They have, a lot of them have useless doctrines. If any man teach otherwise, mm -hmm. and consent not to hold some words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. Yes, so when we are talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ, is doctrine unto what? Godliness. Is that the doctrine they are teaching us in the church? I spoke, I was doing message with you in the afternoon, and I said, I have, I'm now 60 plus. And I look at when we were children, even in the secondary school, up to sixth form, when we went to, what do you call it, church, I never heard money preach especially tight the way they preach we are preaching money in our churches more than preaching the lord word jesus christ and the churches are getting money too thinking god will come and co collect this our currencies and take them to heaven that is what they think god needs but when iniquity builds up in you you become corrupt and iniquity Nobody sees iniquity with the exception of what? God. Unless God open your eyes to see there is iniquity. Some of us, by the grace of God and with the knowledge God has given us in the gospel, we can detect somehow that there is iniquity in the person if we examine his preaching. 
and Jesus Christ is not in it. But most of the things that they do, it doesn't look evil in the sight of all. In the sight of all men. Like when you look at Saul, he looks very decent. But God rejected Saul. And, and, then, and then he told him, obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. And he said he rejected him because he rejected his word. God has instructed us to preach Jesus Christ. Preachers are preaching something else. And they are building churches with congregation devoid of the spirit and the word of Christ inside them. You go on. First Timothy 3 verse. So you, you finish reading. First Timothy 6. Doctrine. Uh-huh. First Timothy 6 verse 4. Mm-hmm. He is proud. Uh-huh. Knowing nothing. No. Go up and come back. Okay. If any man does not consent. If any man teach otherwise. Good. And consents not to hold some words. Even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. And to the doctrine which is according to godliness. And the God, the doctrine which is according to godliness, uh-huh. Verse 4, he is proud. He's proud. That is, God looks at even the teaching and the preaching of the preacher as one who is arrogant. And they say he doesn't know what? Knowing nothing. He doesn't know anything. But they think they have ecclesiastical, excessive ecclesiastical intellectual knowledge. They can't even preach wholesome doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ. Their doctrine does not produce, does not promote and produce wholesome standard of morality. Go ahead with the 2 Timothy 3.16. 2.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God mm-hmm. and is profitable for doctrine, mm-hmm. for reproof, mm-hmm. for correction, uh-huh. for instruction in righteousness. Reproof, according to, if you read Hebrews, Reproof is not pleasant. When you do wrong thing and they are talking about, it's not pleasant. I'll come to it. You go ahead. Reproof for correction. Uh-huh. For instruction in righteousness. Uh-huh. Reproof. Other version refer to it as what? Rebook. Instruction in what? Righteousness. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the son of God, man. According to 2 Peter 2, 5, those days, Noah was a preacher of what? Righteousness. And if you go to the same 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8, Lord, a righteous man was worried and bothered by the ungodly behavior he saw and heard. The 21st century clergy, apart from tight going down, and members coming to church late and church attendance going down, what disturbed them? Nothing. What disturbed them? Nothing. If we will live ungodly, dress ungodly, misbehave, misconduct ourselves, we'll come to church, pay tight, pay collection, and church attendance, everything is okay. To, they are satisfied to them, the job is done. So, and that is iniquity. So if Jesus said, I will tell them I don't know you, you did iniquity, that's what he meant. You use, you were clergy, you were men of God, 
you use the anointing and the grace I gave you to work out to serve your own personal interest, not my agenda. And one is what I've just mentioned. So said he was going to what? Sacrifice the item to God. God said, obedience is what? Better than what? Yes, God has always got a, a, a scale of preference. Better things are better. So if we allow the spirit of Christ to drive us and govern us, we will know that offering and this thing we exalt so high is not the most important thing all to God. And it is very easy for the human being to be deceived. Ananias and Sapphira, they did not allow the spirit of Christ to drive them. That's why they did not give a good word, offering God word, kill them. But when Zacchaeus rather saw Jesus Christ, and faith was awakening in him, without new convert classes and what do you call it, uh, confirmation classes and mini mini classes and all counseling and mini mini all the complex things we make it seem that we are working for God to, to do 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 meanwhile we are we have a hidden agenda and personal interest immediately he could see that he developed what I call a sensibility of sin he could see his sons. If I've cheated anybody, I pay back fourfold. He started confessing. And then he said, Lord, if I've cheated anybody, I pay back forward. Four. And then he divided his riches also into two and gave up to the world. Four. So if this man entered into the church, would you have to preach money to him before he pays tight and money? Uh-huh. We think we are wiser than God. If we preach the gospel and we receive the spirit and the word of God, the word of God would drive us and the spirit of Christ. Nobody will tell us to do what? To do what? To do what is godly. Who was Joseph's pastor? Who told him, Joseph, as you are working in Potiphar's wife, be careful how you conduct yourself. <laughs> Proverbs said, my son, when sinners entice you, do not what? Do not what? Agree or consent to it. Who preached this thing to him? But when you read the Bible, I told you that in the book of Genesis, the breath God breathed into man was the spirit of Christ. So when you read the Bible, there was an excellent spirit in Daniel. Uh, this spirit was found in Joseph. Uh, it, it's all referring to the spirit of Christ, which is the same thing we as preachers are supposed to preach Jesus Christ so we shall receive forgiveness of sin, be cleansed, so that God can give us this spirit and his word to drive us. It's captured in Proverbs 1, 23. Turn to me and I'll give you my spirit and my word. No, remain in your Timothy uh, thereabout. That's your Timothy thing. So read. 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Yes, righteousness. God is coming for righteous people. People who have the spirit of Christ in us and are allowing ourselves to be driven by the spirit of Christ. And that's why Paul says the righteousness of God. God has given us his spirit and he has given us his word. And people who have the love of God and people who are seeking from honor from God alone and not seeking from honor from what? Fellow men. Now, the point that I was trying to make, I was saying that uh, people, I said I was going to give an example of what? How iniquity can corrupt preaching. And that led me to uh, the Timothy word. One aspect of Bible, it is used for rebook. And that is what we call the word reproof and also correction. I've been a teacher all along. When you are correcting students, they don't take it. You want to correct students, they don't take it like. When you rebook them, they don't take it like. Management also sometimes call us when there are lapses and rebook us. Uh, uh, we also, it, it's not easy. It's not pleasant. But they do it all so that we produce a very good word, job. We'll be efficient and proficient in the product, which is the student we are molding in terms of character, building him with uh, academic skills and knowledge, will come out as a responsible citizen. So that when you place him at office any place, he will work diligently to make life better for the society and for people and his own family and community. That is the job. So is the job of the clergy and Christians. If we have the spirit of Christ, wherever we are, we are supposed to conduct ourselves. Glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for that matter God so that we can be used to make life better for the people around and in the community. This is what we see in, especially in the life of Joseph and Daniel as we read in the Bible. Now, I want to give you an example and maybe we will pray. An example of how personal interest corrupt preaching and teaching. Now, they don't want us to talk about what? Sin. As a matter of fact, uh, preachers of late, I've been listening to preachers, they are teaching us even how hmm, the wrong way to preach. Uh, one example they are giving is that if we want to talk about sin, we should approach it the way Nathan would approach what? Nathan approach what? David in a gentle word manner. 
You, do you know they got it wrong? What did God tell Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, 8 and 17? And then Isaiah 18. Then, so we are using Jeremiah I'm just using Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 7 verse 8 and 17 and then Isaiah chapter 1 chapter 58 verse 1 as against uh, what they are telling us today about when we want to talk about sin we should approach it the word uh, who uh, who approached Nathan the, the way Nathan approached what David and I'll tell you what a white man who is a theologian also has taught me and we shall see those who are on their way to heaven and those who are on their way to destruction read jeremiah 1 verse 8 and 17 be not afraid of their faces this is god speaking to jeremiah for i am with thee to deliver thee said the lord exactly 17. he's sending him to preach you and God is saying, do not be afraid of the uh, of the faces of the target world population. It requires divine boldness to preach the uh, and teach the doctrines of Jesus Christ in our churches today. Because that is not what many of the clergy are teaching. Verse 17. Thou therefore get up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. <laughs> Be not dismayed at their faces. Do not be afraid of their faces. Lest I confound thee before them. Yes, in other words, I will deal with you if you don't tell them what I want you to what. Tell them and you look at their faces. Clergy have intimidated and brainwashed the church. So church officers and the so-called the junior pastors stand in the pulpit God gives the message the, the, those who want the glory of the so-called head pastors as against that of God. You see them giving excuses. I, I, even where they want to say, I want to say this with all humility. Uh, I don't mean to show <laughs> disrespect to the world. To the clergy and this is not to show that i'm holier than what thou you see uh, uh if you don't god sends you to preach if you don't have anything from god to say then you better keep quiet but if you know god has sent you like he's telling to telling jeremiah preachers are for people who are sent to it's not something everybody can come and do some and go away like people think everybody can teach. I say everybody can teach, but can teach anyhow. But it requires train and skill teachers to teach the way children are supposed to be what? taught. And even in higher institution. They think everybody can preach. Everybody can preach. But few are called and are sent and allow themselves to be driven by the Spirit of Christ and tap for grace and power to present and teach the word the way God wants it to be. And teach the God, the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ. He mentioned it in John 
uh, what do you call it? John 7, what? 16, also we have the day. Don't go there. He refers to the doctrine of what? He said, my doctrines, if you any man follow my doctrine, he will see whether it's of God or it's of my what? Myself. And that is what Paul explained in Timothy, that is the godly, god, god, doctrine of what? Godliness. Godliness. Sexual immorality in the church. Corrupt behaviors. Most of the technocrats in our church holding responsible for position, malfeasance, nonfeasance, misfeasance, mismanagement, they are the cause of all these things. Embezzlement. So where is the spirit of Christ in them? I will never forget when I was preaching to some ladies in East Legon. One listened to me and then said, you are making math, math. Some of your clergy that appear on television, some of my friends say they know the underway. I had to sneak cleverly. It was a shame to me. So what are we talking about? So let's go on. Go to Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58 verse 1. So you see, God asked Jeremiah to go all out there and deliver the word. Message without giving word. Excuses and apologies. So if you don't mean to show disrespect to the clergy that means it's jesus christ that you don't respect and that's why god said it in the seventh thing that if you go and you look at their faces our word i will deal with you mm -hmm. i don't want god to deal with me i have no excuse whatsoever when i receive message from god i will declare it as it is if you think you are bigger than god fine it's your own problem but I have no excuse whatsoever to do what to give. Uh, the other time, somebody told me, uh, I gave a message to somebody and he said, uh, some of these things I'm talking about, some people have already written about them in the, in the Bible seminaries and this thing, empty barrel make noise. I said, eh. So you think when God sent Isaiah to shout aloud and tell his people their sins, Isaiah was an empty barrel. He did it under the inspiration of what? Inspiration of God. I say, I do my own under the inspiration of God. If you want to apply, you think the word of God is not enough. Psalm 19 says the word of God is what? Perfect. And you want to apply worldly wisdom and worldly saying to the word of God, then you must stand well and be careful. You don't get problem with what? God, he he wrote back to me to apologize. He said, I got it wrong. So I had to be charitable. I said, no, no, not that you got it wrong. And I had to be charitable and then give him an exhortation. <laughs> so you're a small boy. You didn't know that me, Auntie Bara, make noise. Fine. You, whosoever is hearing me, you can also classify me under Auntie Bara that are what? Making noise. Read Isaiah 58. It's your own problem. Isaiah 58 verse 1. Cry aloud. Cry aloud. Spare not. Spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Uh -huh. And show my people their transgressions. Show them their sins. Uh -huh. And the house of Jacob their sins. In the house of Jacob their sins. Verse 2. Yes, yet. Yet they seek me daily. Uh -huh. and delight to know my ways. They seek me daily and delight to know my ways. Just like they are promoting, come to church, come to church. They are not teaching us godliness and teaching and righteous teaching uh, of God. And you think uh, frequent attendance to church service is what God is interested in. Look at what God is saying. Yet they do what? Yes, they seek me daily. 
Uh, and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness good. and forsook not the ordinance of their God. Exactly. They asked of me the ordinances of justice. It's okay. You hear that? God told them to go on out there and tell them their word, their sins. And they are saying that when we are saying it, uh, add decorum to it. You've got to be gentle. You know what this white theologian told me and i thank god that day i listened to the radio he said when you read bible eh, the passages that we have read eh, the one uh, in jeremiah and then the one in isaiah 58 he said the the, the uh, prescriptive word passages god is instructing go and tell them their sins don't go and look at their word faces and what they are telling us is what descriptive word passage the way uh, Nathan in his by his own spirit and demeanor you see some people cry naturally they are soft-spoken but some of us too, we are not soft word spoken. So Nathan, by his nature, the way he spoke to David, as we read in the passage, is descriptive word, passage. And the white theologian said, we don't develop doctrine from word, descriptive word, passage. If you develop doctrine from prescript, uh, descriptive word, passage, you make you go into errors. He said we develop doctrine from what? A rather prescriptive word, passage. That means we preach, we go all out and preach the truth as it is. You don't go and polish it by looking at people's word. Surface. You think you are the head of the church. So as for you, dear, when we are coming to preach, you go wrong and God inspired us to preach you, to correct you. As for you, we should organize a banquet and then sit you down. And then you say, oh, honorable, we beseech you by the mercies of God. Uh, we approach you all humility God and his angels are all bowing, supporting us to come and worship you and tell you you are wrong. God will never do this. God will never what? Will never do that. That's why Revelations, Jesus Christ spoke to the churches in a way. He said, he who has ears, let him hold. It's Bible language. It's like if you like, take it. If you don't like what? Throw it away. That is the meaning. Who doesn't have ears? We don't understand Bible language. So when Jesus is telling you, he who has ears, <laughs> who doesn't have ears? It's Bible language. The interpretation is what I'm giving today. If you listen, listen. If you won't listen, Throw it what? Throw it away. And we shall see. So, we must, it must inform our world. Prayer. The way 
the 21st century clergy want to knock out, force Jesus Christ out of the church. It's incredible. And most of the doctrines they are developing is from what? Descriptive word passages. For example, if you want to talk about, say, baptism, and you want to go by descriptive word passage, then you take Jesus Christ, what you saw. So if you are baptizing somebody and you don't see the Spirit of God like a what? A dove descending upon him, and then a voice coming, that means the baptism is not what? Proper. Uh -huh. In the same way, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came upon them, all that we read was descriptive word passage. You can't develop a doctrine from it that any time the Holy Ghost come upon somebody, there should be a rushing wind and then the uh, tongues of fire uh, 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 is a strong point. But what did even Joel say? Say, when I pour my spirit upon people, they will what? See they will see what? Visions. And they will do what? They will dream dreams and they will do what? They don't understand. Oh, God gives his spirit for us to serve him. As a tool to serve him. So Isaiah chapter 1, what did Isaiah say? Isaiah chapter 1 verse 1. That means there will be more of Isaiah's there will be more of Jeremiah's. There will be more of Haggai's. Uh -huh. Isaiah 1 1. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah in Jerusalem. It's okay. All that follow is what? Preaching. So when the Holy Ghost come upon us, and you see that the vision that Isaiah had, all his preaching, and everything he talked about was about the sin of what? Israel. And that was a, a corrupt nation. A nation, animals didn't know their own age. Israel does not know me. Today the church is there. We don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord of the world, of the church. The clergy have taken over. And nobody can have two world masters. You will respect one and honor world. I will cancel anybody hearing me that we must respect the Lord Jesus Christ and worship him so that we can receive his spirit and his word. Me, the Lord spoke to me personally. He said, whatever you worship, you get the best out of it. If we worship the clergy, we will die. Eternal word, death. We will be devoid of the spirit. We will be devoid of the spirit of God, the word of God, the grace of God, and the glory of God. And that will be our end. If we worship the Lord Jesus Christ and we allow his word to drive us and we acknowledge him as the head and the Lord of the church, we will receive his spirit, we will receive his word, we will receive what? More grace and glory. And that is what man lead in, need in our life to make it on earth here and to make it into heaven. We shall read read uh, let me garnish it with this thing we shall elaborate further on this next time uh psalm 84 verse 11. all have sinned and come short of the glory of what god we need the glory of god if we acknowledge jesus christ and we worship him uh -huh. 
Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. It's a sun and what? Shield. That is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he will. You will give what? Grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Them that walk uprightly. Do you know them that walk uprightly? Them that believe on Jesus Christ and desire and desire to be controlled by his spirit and his way. God willing, tomorrow I will do a second part of this and I will teach how the Lord Jesus Christ kept himself under the authority of the Father. We shall see if our today's leadership and clergy with all the noise and the arrogance they are displaying if they have the spirit of Christ in them we shall see he said what what did Paul say in Philippians 2 let this same mind that was in Christ we shall see if we all have it that is going to be the teaching tomorrow remind me I was going to do it today but this is what the Holy Spirit directed me so tomorrow that will be the second word that will be the part two the Lord have mercy upon the church shall we pray